there's a spirit at Bryan Health, a passion that says we can make it better, stronger, to raise our kids, to build our future, to move forward together. It's time for Bryan Health Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. A test that can analyze fetal DNA called cell-free fetal DNA is a test that can identify pregnant women who are at higher risk of having a baby with certain genetic and chromosomal conditions such as Down syndrome. My guest today is Dr. Sean Kenny with the Center for Maternal and Fetal Care, part of Brian Physician Network. Welcome to the show, Dr. Kenny. What screenings are currently being offered for women during pregnancy? Thank you for having me. Currently, there are diagnostic tests and screening tests. So a diagnostic test would be like a chorionic villus sampling or an amniocentesis. Both of these are direct tests on the DNA of the baby, but do carry a risk of miscarriage. Screening tests like first trimester screening, which is a combination biochemical hormone test and ultrasound versus a second trimester test like a quad screen, those are just screening tests give you a relative risk. Okay, so women of what age and risk factors look to have a screening test in the first place? All women are screened. We consider people higher risk if they're above age 35, but it's important to note that the risk only mildly increases as people have advancing gestational age. Um, So, again, if someone is over age 35, it is probably a better candidate for a cell-free DNA test. Uh, If someone's less than 35, then they should have traditional screening tests, which would be either the first trimester screening or the second trimester biochemical screening. So tell us, Dr. Kenny, how does cell-free DNA testing differ from the current screening tests? Cell-free, the previous testing that we had available, we're really looking at hormones. In children with Down syndrome, we noted that some of their hormones were higher and some of their hormones were lower. And so based on a pregnancy, if they were in those ranges, we'd say they were at higher or lower risk for Down syndrome. Now, with the, those tests were only about 80 to 90% accurate and had a false positive rate of uh, f- 5%, basically. So 5% of the people that took those tests came back abnormal. Whereas with cell-free DNA, the test is about 98 to 99% accurate, and the false positive rate is only 0.5%. So we don't tend to scare as many people with inaccurate results. What's involved in the test? Basically, for cell-free DNA, we just send the patient to the lab with a kit, and they draw the lab, and send it to the company that people choose to use, and then get the results back, depending on the lab, anywhere from 3 to 12 days. So in that 3 to 12 days, what is it that you're looking for? What abnormalities might a woman be told about? Although there's other things that can be tested for more specifically, for the most part, we're really looking for trisomy 13, 18, and then trisomy 21, which would be Down syndrome, and they can also find out the sex of the baby, as well as some um, chromosomal, sex chromosomal abnormalities like Turner syndrome. Does insurance cover this cell-free DNA test? Most insurance companies are covering to some extent uh, with respect to high-risk patients. Some insurance companies are covering even low-risk patients. So if someone has a positive first trimester screen or a second trimester screen or is above 35, they would be considered high risk and should be covered. But obviously, uh, it's important to note that you 
probably should find out from your insurance company if it's covered as well. Some people also have a large deductible, so if they have a $5,000 deductible, this is a very expensive test and it could all go to deductible. So the patient is charged for the test and it's up to their insurance company how much that they're charged? The patient will eventually get billed for the test, but traditionally they work with the insurance company first and then bill the remainder. So then what happens after the test? What do you do with the results? Well, obviously, if the tests are normal and reassuring, we usually just call the patient up as well as send them their referring physician and tell them that they had a normal test and everything looks reassuring. It's not 100% guarantee, but it's a pretty good test. Um, If the test was positive, then we'd usually bring them into the office and counsel them further uh, regarding the options. It's important to note that this is not a 100% accurate test and that there are false positives like we talked about, and therefore just because we have a positive test does not guarantee the baby has Down syndrome. And further testing would be offered or recommended if they were going to alter the management of the remainder of the pregnancy. And what do you tell women about what to do with those results? Well, for a lot of women, uh, we just, they they find out that it's likely that their baby has Down syndrome. They're going to get in touch with the Down syndrome support group and kind of start making plans on, you know, what's going to be different and and just so they don't really have to worry about it. Um, Otherwise, we just really want to sit down with, you know, with the patient and decide what's going to be best for the mom and the baby with respect to these results. So then you mentioned that further testing would be recommended if she's told that the test is positive. What is the next step in the testing line? Although cell-free DNA can be done as early as 9 to 12 weeks, usually by the time we get the results back and counsel a patient, we'd probably be looking at more like doing an amniocentesis after 14 weeks to diagnose uh, or exclude um, the chromosome abnormality that's identified. Obviously, trisomy 21 or Down syndrome is more common, so we talk about that, but these tests could show other chromosomal abnormalities like trisomy 13 or 18. And are there risks associated with amniocentesis? Yes. If we do an amniocentesis, there's about a 1 in 200 chance of causing a miscarriage. So several women are very comfortable that they don't want to run a risk of a miscarriage. So they'll just say, uh, we'll evaluate the baby after the pregnancy's over with. So give your best advice, Dr. Kenny, for women who are newly pregnant, who may or may not be at high risk. What do you tell them every day? I think it's important to know what what your value system is and what you believe. There are several people that don't really care. They're not going to change what happens with the pregnancy if it is Down syndrome. Some women are very worried. Oh my gosh, I'm 35, which statistically only has about a 1 in 270 chance of having a kid with Down syndrome, but they tend to focus on it and worry about it. And so a test like this, when it's normal, is very reassuring that they just don't have to worry about that anymore, even if they weren't going to change the, the pregnancy anyway. And tell us about your team at the Maternal and Fetal Care part of Brian Physician Network. Uh, there's myself and Dr. Byers is another maternal fetal medicine specialist, and we see people. We have four ultrasound techs, and so especially if the test is abnormal or for dating the pregnancy, we'll do a comprehensive ultrasound looking for cardiac defects and other problems. Thank you so much for being with us today, Dr. Kenny. You're listening to Brian Health Radio, and for more information, you can go to brianhealth.org. That's brianhealth.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.